Hi there, I'm Maddie Savage, and this is The Stockholmer, sharing the most inspiring personal stories from Sweden's capital. The heart started to beat very fast and hard and sweating, and, you know, I, I felt like I was going to die, but uh, eventually it got better and, and now I'm fully recovered. That's Christian Dahlstrom, who overcame a number of mental health problems in his 20s and wanted to help others do the same. His first book, Panic, Anxiety and Depression, is a bestseller in Sweden, offering tips to readers and providing an accessible overview of medical literature. He's gone on to make a living as a motivational speaker and he hosts Sweden's top podcast on mental health. The Stockholmer. We've travelled all over the city for the Stockholmer, inside chefs' kitchens, vintage stores, buzzing startup hubs. But for this episode, we've kind of ended up back inside our comfort zone in a podcast recording studio. And we're here because this is where this week's guest records his own work. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. You are the man behind Sinners Hooked. And uh, Sinners Hooked is Sweden's leading podcast on mental health. 100,000 listeners a month, which is massive uh, in the podcast world. And you talk about mental illness, phobias, different kind of treatments. You talk to experts and hear uh, different inspiring stories from people. And you've become an expert on all of this after going through some issues yourself. Fill us in. Uh, I had um, my first real panic and uh, anxiety attack in 2000. And seven in June, and that was uh, due to my grandpa passed away and had a really rough year in all in all. And then I developed a depression after that a couple of months later. How were these things affecting you on a day to day basis? Your life, your relationships, your work? Well, it was you know it got uh, turned upside down from like one day to another. It was really really bad, you know. I couldn't uh, walk outside my apartment without getting these symptoms. So, you know, the heart started to beat very fast and hard and, and sweating. And, you know, I, I felt like I was going to die, uh, literally. So, um, and then the depression was, that, that was more like, even though I understood what it was, it was harder to cope with. Because the panic syndrome is very, it affects your life very, very much. And it's a lot of hard work, but it's get, it, it gets better. So eventually I, I managed to get the diagnosis and start to understand uh, intellectually that this was, I, I was not about to die. With depression, it's a little bit harder. It's a, it's a more devastating disease and it's you know, harder to control. And, and oftentimes it takes more to, to get better. I had them both for like three years. The depression uh, was on and off for about five years, but uh, uh, then I eventually got uh, better and and now I'm uh, uh, fully recovered. So around this time, you've been working in marketing and and banking, and then after overcoming these difficulties, you switched careers completely and went into into writing. Yes, I did. Uh, um, I eventually left the bank where I was working because I, I, I'm, yeah, it's it's a it's not a very creative and fun environment to be in. So that was really hard for me. So I I quit the bank and uh, started working again at the gas station where I worked before uh, when I was um, like 18. And everyone was like surprised that I did that because they knew I had ambitions. 
but then um, uh, I, I had my depression, so I couldn't work like more than maximum 50% uh, for a good like two or three years. So it's pretty hard. But eventually started uh, writing and, and starting my own company. And I started uh, working. Uh, I started a news uh, site for mental health and and from there I took it to like books and, and uh, uh, podcasts and lecturing and different stuff. A very long way from working in the gas station. Um, yeah. Tell us about your book, uh, one of the best selling in mental health, came out in 2014, only in Swedish so far. Yeah, it's been the most uh, selling book in that category, like anxiety treatment or whatever they call it on the top lists. So it's been a huge success within that small category of books that usually don't sell very much. Uh, And it's been recommended by some of the world's leading researchers in psychiatry, which that's, you know, that's crazy. Why did you feel the need to write it, though? What was the gap in the literature that was available to you that made you think there was a need for this kind of book, which there clearly was. Yeah, because when I got sick, I was kind of in a a study mode, so I I could read a lot of text and, you know, knew where to look for information. Uh, There's a lot of information and a lot of um, facts that are really good, and, you know, you have a good prognosis, and it's a lot more uh, common with these kind of disease or there's a you know just a lot of things that are very positive that people with depression or anxiety or whatever they don't get a hold of that facts uh, no one gives it to them and i thought that it's amazing you know if i got this um, like the first day of my depression i would say like two years of uh, you know hating myself and and not getting the right treatment and whatever so it's just a matter of getting information to the people that need it and one of the things that i was uh, really urgent about when i signed for the book publishing company Naturkultur which is one of the Sweden's biggest book publishers was that I wanted the book to be as cheap as possible because um, I wanted this information uh, to uh, reach as many as possible and I have a pretty nice uh, story about that because when I uh, wrote the book I was still sometimes uh, working at the gas station so I had one of the regular uh, uh, customers who was a tax driver from uh, Ethiopia so he was he was like 60 years old and came here 20 years ago and he told me about his because I'm so open about this you know everybody tends to speak to me about their problems and his his son was kind of super depressed and almost suicidal so when I told him about the book he bought it immediately and then like a couple of weeks later he returned he had the book with him and he has like uh, highlighted so many things and he said Christian this book is great my Swedish is not great but even I can read this book fully and understand everything about it so that was such a huge thing and it was pretty cute because he started selling this book in his taxi cars (laughs) it was like a yellow taxi car uh, going around Stockholm and selling this book about depression I really liked that (laughs) Did he take a cut? 
I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> I don't think so, but, you know, he's, he has to be business too, so I, yeah. I almost hope he, he did. <laughs> From one entrepreneur to another. Yeah. Let's talk about entrepreneurship, because you've, you've made a business yeah. out of what happened to you, a motivational speaker, writer, a podcaster, which, on the one hand, um, sounds incredibly empowering, but I'm guessing it must be quite hard, actually, to talk about some of these difficult issues all the time and to constantly, as you say, be approached by people looking for advice themselves. Well, yes, it, it, it really is. Uh, just like 10 minutes ago before we started the interview, I got an email from someone whose you know, family's falling apart and wanted tips and stuff like that, and I get that a lot. So, yeah, it is hard. I've been... I've gotten better into to you know not take it personally and building some kind of a firewall to shut people out. You know, so it sounds pretty hard, but um, I I have to do that uh, because if I crash uh, on my own, I can't help other people at all. Besides that, I I'm also trying the last couple of months or so. I'm I'm starting to um, look at other uh, topics to talk about tube football and that kind of stuff too is uh, that's um, you know a bit lighter and more about you know entertainment and uh, yeah that kind of stuff and passion mm. so you've got a, a new podcast uh, about football but you are still continuing to speak and and write about yes. mental health and yeah, there's sure. a, more, a more personal memoir that you've written too Yes, it is. And that uh, book is uh, going to be released uh, 1st of November. And it's uh, a lot more personal than the other book. It actually started out as a book about um, famous Swedish people with uh, um, mental health issues. That was the whole idea. Uh, but the uh, book publishing company uh, has been, you know, c- kind of pushing me in the direction of uh, speaking more about my own story you know i introduced the subjects uh, with my own uh, uh, stories and uh, going back to my mom who had schizophrenia and talking about that you know it's it's a uh, readers find that valuable too but uh, this is really things that happen on a daily basis to people thousands and millions of people all around the world you mentioned your mom and um mental illness often runs in families yes. and you've recently become a father yourself yes how much did you think about that connection when you were planning a family and and how do you see your role as a father now i of course i thought about that really much especially since i have uh, schizophrenia running in my family and that's the most um, uh, genetic uh, uh, mental health issue of all but i've tried to stay uh, healthy as much as possible myself and not only reading about these factors that uh, makes it more um, uh, likely for me to stay uh, healthy but um, uh, using them in my daily life like uh, not drinking not taking drugs uh, exercise and taking my medicines and you know sleeping well and that kind of stuff but besides that I also I had a lot of discussions with some of my friends that are that are doctors and we talked about it and everyone has some kind of a genetic you know bad genes and so if it's not uh, depression it's cancer or um, heart disease or whatever so it's you know it's an impossible thing to figure out you know uh, in beforehand you can never know 
and also since I've had these um, issues myself and got a lot of information and, and methods and you know they saw that as an advantage if something god forbid ha- would happen to uh, my son you mentioned some of the things that you do as someone who's suffered mental illness to try and avoid it mm. coming back so food good food yeah. sleep exercise yeah. sticking away from the alcohol what is the evidence how much can those factors stop people from having these issues in the first place there's this huge you know, wellness movement that's that's yeah. growing growing up glo- globally and, it, and it's yeah. pretty big here in stockholm are some people still more susceptible to these things than others yeah, even if course. they do everything yeah. they can yeah of course the, the uh, genetics are still very uh, uh, strong there are things that you can do to get better odds definitely like the things i mentioned and you you mentioned too uh, and I think it's really important to, to know that you're responsible in very a very large extent for your own life. But there's still a lot of things like the genetics and like the socioeconomic uh, dimension of it that you cannot really control. So um, you shouldn't feel you know bad about yourself if you if you get um, ill anyways. So you shouldn't blame yourself because that's a thing that most people with mental health do in a very large extent anyway. So don't do that. So 10 years since your first panic attack. Um, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Oh, yeah. You know, I, of course, I have a lot of dreams and, and professional goals and stuff like that. But um, I know that if you once were depressed, you have a higher um a probability of being depressed again so that's always with me even when i you know book uh, these lectures and stuff like that they were you know they're uh, almost always like one year in advance or stuff like that but in 10 years hopefully i i'm still mentally uh, healthy and uh, hopefully i've uh, managed to earn more money so I can relax more and and have a less stressful life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Stockholmer. If you understand Swedish, you can catch Christian's mental health show, Sinners Hooked, on Acast. His football podcast on the Champions League is there as well. That is called CL Podden. If you've just discovered this show, don't miss the rest of our episodes on Acast 2 or find them by typing the Stockholmer into your favourite podcast app or search engine. As always, thank you to Benoit Derrière for production assistance, Richard Stevens for designing our logo and Simeon Ghost for sharing their music. Music